G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the guys that are going to help you win your draft Keeper Leagues. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you mate? Good, Heffy. Yourself? Yep, not too bad. And we're joined again uh, by Zanks from AFL Stats, mate. How are you mate? G'day boys. Very well, thank you. How was was it by popular demand? Uh, yeah, they, they, we couldn't we couldn't uh, make the listeners shut up about him, so we had to bring <laughs> wow. him back. Yeah. Is yeah. he that popular? No, yeah. A lot of burner accounts. All <laughs> <laughs> yours too. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right, uh, let's uh, I guess we talk about uh, round twelve. So we're recording at half time of the uh, Gold Coast versus Richmond game, so that's still going. So we'll talk about that one at the end. But uh, I guess we'll talk about our teams now. We're all in the same league, so we can kind of talk about a few games and a few consequences. So how about you, Zanks? We'll start off with you. How's your team going? Uh, you got a bit of a scenario that you want to need to talk through. Uh, the, the, it is my grand final. I'm <laughs> uh, very much going to miss the finals and really pushing hard to, to win the, lo- the last minor round game. Uh, I'm in with a chance. It's Anderson versus Jaden Short, uh, and he's ahead at the moment. So I am a sneaky chance of possibly avoiding the spoon. So we've got a good old-fashioned tank off on our hands here for the uh, num- oh, number one wager for our punting challenge to get the number one draft pick. Have we implemented a... Uh like a fine or a, you know. We can't have donuts. Well, you get fined for donuts. No, I mean, for finishing bottom. You get to have to cook the barbecue next year. Yeah. It's a, pretty sh- it's a pretty, like, weak punishment, really, compared like compared to some of the other leagues that it happens in. It is. But I do hope it's like a 45-degree day. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Even in, it's in March, so it's not too bad. Uh, my team, the Hoofers, uh, what do I need? I need 60-odd, I think, from Brandon Ellis. So, basically, I need Brandon, Brandon Ellis to score 95 points. Um, I don't think it's going to be happening, but it's a dead rubber. I've made the finals anyway, so I'm all good. I've had a pretty shitty week, really, because Jack Steele really let me down. He's usually my go-to for a captain. But then, also, Menegola only had a 73, except for his, apart from his usual, doesn't get, didn't get his usual, like, 90-odd, so that's killed me as well. How about you, Kays? Uh, well, we have rivalry round this week, and oh, it's right. just proved that uh, this round and my rival was actually just really shit. So, <laughs> um, just yeah, another boring week. Uh, it's probably been three boring weeks in a row where it's all it's wrapped up by uh, the last or second to last game. But uh, look, I'll scrape into the finals, and you know, I think my boys can just uh, you know give a little in uh, the first week. You know, I think we're we're peaking for twenty twenty one, but uh, I think we can give a few teams a shake this year. So we'll just uh, go on with a little bit of low low level confidence. Do you? guys give either of yourselves a chance to win the flag none at all uh i think anyone can win on their day i honestly think that with what's going on with like players resting etc i reckon this is the most open and even chance anyone has of winning a flag yeah if my my actual flag taught us anything that anyone can actually win from any position really yeah even horrible coaches can win flags oh come on that's (laughs) all right uh zanks you want to talk about the round 15 buyers now you actually had a pretty sweet plan that could have we could have implemented if Ultimate Footy didn't step up to the plate and introduce a buy. Do you want to talk people what you actually decided you were going to do? Yeah, so the idea was to basically try and uh, reset the last final round to mimic what our finals would actually be. It looks like that we won't have so to like do that. So like a custom fixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Effect- effectively yeah. to work out so that way we can, uh, whoever won that would then progress and, and go on from there into the finals. So yeah. it looks like Ultimate Footy have really come to the party though and helping with both the 14, round 14, 16 and the 15 buy and being able to have a facility to, to work through and how that's going to edit, especially if you've got the uh, the, the paid-up version of Ultimate Footy. Yeah, all right. So that's good. Uh, we had a, a few tips and tricks to get around that, but it looks like we don't we need to do that now because uh, Ultimate Footy's helped us out. So that's good. All right, uh, we'll get stuck into the round rewind in a second, but we'll thank our uh, sponsors, I guess, or drinks providers, and that's uh, the uh, Remedy Kombucha. I forgot which camera I'm holding it up to. Uh, the Remedy Kombucha. We're going passion fruit and Kays is back on his uh, ginger. We actually gave him a choice this week. Wouldn't it be a podcast if it wasn't Ginger Lemon. Do you know, everyone's been tweeting me photos of um, Remedy Kombucha lately, mm-hmm. which is standard. That's what I want to see. It's my yeah. favourite thing in the world. Yes. But uh, everyone's on board the Cherry Plum at the moment, and I've never tried it. So I reckon we might have to- You need uh, to put the feelers out. Yeah, so we, we need a cola and a what? Cherry Plum. Cherry Plum and cola, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So Rose Remedy- Lemon and Lime, it's my favourite. Yeah, we've got a, we've we've got a box of them. Before, so that's yeah. fine. We'll bring that on next week. That's all right. All right. So, Remedy, if you're listening, uh, Cola and uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Cherry Plum on the next order, please. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Just add some more ginger food. lemon. And yeah. And yep. yeah, passion fruit. Whatever goes with it. It's fine. Please. They're all good, really. Please just, and thank we just you. want to try some more. That's yeah. all. All right. All right. Cool. Let's get on to the round rewind. <laughs> Alright, moving 
moving on to the round rewind, the segment where we recap all the weekend's games and uh, try to find you a few standouts that you might want to either pick up or think about drafting next year for your keeper leagues. Uh, who looked at this one? Sydney versus Greater Western Sydney. It was me, Hef. Uh, I looked at the Sydney Derby, Derby, however you want to say it, the Battle of the Bridge in another state. Um, you know, but uh, heck, I wouldn't, wasn't expecting Sydney to win, that's for sure, but heck. Some of these boys played super hot footy. And we start off with uh, probably the keeper legs boy, I'd say, uh, as a collective. Nick Blakey had 90 points. Now, probably played one of the most unexpected and exciting games of 2020, I reckon. He had 18 touches, six marks, three tackles, and two goals won, all from 64% time on ground. Now, we've spruiked uh, Nick Blakey a bit, but I didn't see this coming. Hef, this role change, this midfieldy wing high half forward role. He's only 32% owned. Now, I am very aware that horse can giveth and horse can taketh away. Are you also very aware that I own him too? Yeah, he can be our... Uh, I was on him before you were. You don't like key forwards, Hef. So, like, you know... I like this one. Just because you own him now, you don't... This is a collective ownership okay, of this boy. Okay. I think he's he drives both of our buses. But just he's remember, like, he's mine. He's that's mine. fine. <laughs> I'm happy to cheer for him because he's a gun. Like, the game that he played on Thursday night was awesome to watch. Yeah, and he's only 32% owned. So, if he can hold his role, I reckon he might be very... Uh, sorry, he might be a very good, just cheeky ad this week because uh, if he keeps that role, it's uh, it's fire. Yeah, he's a, he's a very skillful player, and I don't know because he's drafted as a as a key forward, obviously, but never seems to actually play that role. It's always like an outside half forward flank, maybe on sometimes pushing up to a wing and stuff like that. Now he's actually been given a job on the inside, which he has been doing uh, in the scratch matches for the last few weeks. And uh, horses just said, "Jump in and do what you've been doing the last few weeks," and he goes and does it at AFL level against Greater Western Sydney. So surely they keep it up for a few weeks until. So- so hot. I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do. It looks like he had a pretty good tank too. Yeah. He's doing a, a huge amount of running. <laughs> By the end, he was pretty cooked. But yeah. uh, he did actually like, yeah, burst through a few packs and, you know, um, link up pretty well as well. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm pretty excited to watch him next week. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. He also enjoyed watching himself on the replay screen a couple of times and have a bit of a giggle. <laughs> like, I, I would too. too. Yeah. yeah. If I was playing <laughs> AFL, I'd be fucking getting around it. <laughs> uh, another one of my kind of boy areas is uh, James Rowbottom. He had 77. Now, it was his best game for sure uh, 20 touches for him two tackles and a sausage roll he was everywhere uh, very very classy in and under real grunt player uh, I just really love the way he goes about it now I think uh, from a from an, like a 2021 point of view I think he's a massive risk of losing that forward status next year but look for me if you are an owner I implore you one to hold him because uh, even if he is a centre only he's going to be worth it in the long term he looks a bit like a, a mini Luke Parker uh, a real ball and uh, you're one who's going to be having a very good football and fantasy career uh, I'll keep continuing on because the Sydney Swans boys really impressed. Uh, Dylan Stevens, he had 69 points. He was very, very good as well. Uh, I think the footy against real men last year in the Sandful uh, held him in good stead for 2020. Hell yeah. Uh, he had the 11 touches but also six tackles and a goal. Now, he's uh, he's played five games, I'm pretty sure, and has had three 60-pluses. Now, that's a very good start for your, your career. That's uh, basically 75 BCV. So, that's a really good, really good start to his career. And what I liked about him on uh, Thursday, no, he always seemed to be around the contest. He was you always saw his number in the in the picture, uh, always in and around it. And I do love that. I love that he's uh, up on the ball. So he's only thirty eight percent owned too. So it could be a sneaky add too as well if he keeps this form up. But uh, at the same time, may also get a rest going forward. You Just think? on him, he's like sitting because like we play sixteen keepers. Um, mm. drafted him this year. He's sitting. Right on the edge of do I keep him or do I not? So, I've got like a few of these guys like Jai Coldwell, Bailey Scott, who's starting to show a little bit of North Melbourne, and Dylan Stevens. There's a few that I'm really not sure what to do with. So, I you should know. put him back in the pool. If there's any interest, uh, come at me with you a trade. You should put him back in the pool. I need some draft picks. Just give him to me. Uh, draft picks. He's chuck my easily he would actually probably be your fifth best keeper. That's how trash your team yeah. is, Axel. We will start. Over. I know the trade deadline has uh, passed, but we'll start chatting now for next year. I think it's gentlemen's agreements. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Thurlow, he had 82 points. He's gone back-to-back 80s, which is uh, kind of unheard of. But at the same time, he did do this when he started off at the Swans last year. He does have that scoring ability. It's just where we can see that consistency and uh, I suppose the longevity more than anything. He's 26 years old and a bit of a tough one. It seems that even the, the streamer players have got on board him because he's already 69% owned. So uh, probably missed the boat if you do need him for this year. Uh, will be handy as a defender for this year, but I just don't He's not going to be a keeper, let's be honest. So... Um, yeah, just one interesting one there. And lastly, Hef, Jordan Dawson. About time. 
82 points. <laughs> but I will say out of all those guys, he was probably the least impressive of them all because he got a lot of easy ball. They fed him quite nicely. You know, he played that high half forward. I'm not kicked knocking a few goals. Not, yeah, he kicked two goals. I'm not knocking his game. 18 touches, five marks and the two goals. But did get a lot of cheap ball. He only had the five contested touches and had six turnovers. Now, He's going to be a good player. I just think that he, out of all of them, out of like a row bottom who wins his own ball, um, you know, Blakely went about Blakey, sorry, he went about it the right way. I just think Jordan's a bit more outside. Not necessarily a bad thing. He just is going to rely on a few guys to get in the, the pillar and use his foot because they do seem to uh, trust his left boot. He's got um, a good leg. Yeah, just will he lose the forward status? Because he did sneak up this week, kind of played that forward role. We basically rid off his forward status for next year, but uh, see what happens for the rest of this season. What do they say? One swallow doesn't make a summer? It's true. One, one David doesn't make a Two summer. Two goals don't yeah. make a summer. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see what goes on. If he plays forward for maybe the next three weeks, he'd be in for a shot. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, nothing to really report about the GWS side. Just uh, Brent Daniels is someone I've got my eye on. He had 64 points, 13 touches and four tackles. Now, he's a weird one because you go, what does, what does Brent Daniels do? And I go, he'd be a pressure forward. And then I looked at his stats. He has not kicked one goal this year. He's kicked a fair, so, fair few points. So, so he's a not pressure really, forward. He's a, <laughs> yeah, but he should at least kick one bloody goal. Like, surely you're going to slot one. Heat map wise and probably on the on Thursday night, he's very wingish. So I'm a bit intrigued. He's actually a lot younger than I thought. I think he's only 21. So he's still got a lot of footy ahead of him. The fact he's playing uh, regular games in that GWS side is positive. It's just what happens, um, you know, going forward. A lot of average scores does pop up with the occasional decent score. For me, I reckon I'd be interested in him next year as a bit of a late flyer. Thanks. He got very excited then when I mentioned this guy. Uh, I, that stat blew me away. I actually heard it on, uh, on Triple M during the game and I was, couldn't couldn't understand it myself, but he has been uh, acting as a chop out through the centre bounce attendances as well. So he had, he attended a third of them mm. um, on Thursday right, Thursday night. Sorry, yeah. blown away by Corona Dome. Even if it's the last night going on, so yeah, he is. I, I couldn't understand how he couldn't have kicked mm. a, a goal, yeah. but uh, he is probably being used a little bit differently this year. I uh, just wanted to monitor, I think. He stands out for me. That's like the big thing for me. You actually notice him. Like, Passes the eye test. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to see what he does in the future because he's, I don't know, he's a classic keeper leg type. Like, he's oh, always yeah. going to be oh, flattering. Yeah. So and you'll probably players. claim him when you pick him up next year. Uh, of know, of all last. the teams. Thanks for giving him a pick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain. Uh, of all the teams like, who has a huge amount of talent, you would think GWS would have another player to fit into that role, mm. though. So... Oh, but he's been playing that role for like two years straight. He's, he's in that side, locked in. He's, 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 his job security, I think, is high. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll move on to Geelong versus Port Adelaide. What a, will what we a, walk off and have a nap? What yeah. a great game of football this was. Um, yeah. The only reason you're happy, Hef, is you can, your sack Ken hashtag doesn't seem as <laughs> stupid now anymore. That's the only reason you're happy. <laughs> we haven't beaten any of the good like, top four sides. It's Didn't just you beat same. Richmond the other week? Yeah, but they had five of the best players out. It doesn't matter. We always do that when they you know come to town. It's fine. Um, anyway, Gary Rowan. Uh, no, you lost points. to them when they had like four players playing last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, That's classic Ken. You can't get any consistency. Hashtag. Zach Ken. Uh, <sighs> Gary Rowan, uh, 88 points. Uh, kicked three goals. Uh, averaging 52 this year. Look, he was. he's at a point where like I used to just say, no way, Gary Rowan. Wouldn't even consider it. He, you'd consider him as backup now, wouldn't you? You know, just a streamer or, oh, uh, or a, a streamer. Bench, bench option. <coughs> oh, as a streamer, but I want him as a loophole. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't, yeah, you're not going to put him on. You're not going to put him on nah. his last starting side. I think nah. there's no trust there. No. Nah. I'm the same, yeah. But like, I would have just written him off completely. Now there's probably some value on the bench with him because he does pop up and just kick goals and yep. yeah, put up a decent score. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Mark Blitzar's 86 point. The the backup ruck roll has been a blessing for him, I guess, with Asava Radigalia currently out at the moment. And he's been out for two weeks and really just, he's kind of been managed for two weeks. I don't think he's... I don't know, it's weird. Like, uh, he's not injured. He's just not playing, but they say he's not dropped. He's just kind of having a bit of a rest. So, we'll see how that works out. But, um, look, while he's got the defender status, and it'll continue because he still plays up there a fair bit, he's pretty much must-have at the moment. And he's the type that will probably be, well, I don't know about this year, but he does get put back into pools quite often that you just pick up because you know this role will come out as soon as one of their ruckmen goes down, and it can be pretty handy uh 
in your defence for your keep league teams. Uh, Graham Myers had 72 points uh, starting forward. He was just allowed to do whatever he wanted just up and around the ground and that's partly because Port just did not put any pressure on at all and just looked awful. Um, but yeah, it's going to be um, interesting just to see what he can do when he matures a bit. He gets uh, you know, a few more years under his belt. Will he be a midfielder? Will he be a half, uh, you know, high half forward? It's very. It's going to be interesting. He's worth, um, if you've got like a deep lead, worth a stash at the moment and to see how he goes. Um, is he, he's probably capable in our league too with 16, isn't he, at the moment? Uh, at this stage, he's definitely putting his hand up to be yeah. a keeper. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lockie Fogarty, uh, 61 points. Look, if this guy can hold a spot in the team, I'd be getting on board because Geelong want to use him as a midfielder. I think he is actually only mid only in um, Ultimate Footy this uh, year, but he was drafted as like, a mid forward and, um, you know, pressure act inside forward fifth and that sort of stuff. And they actually look to use him as a midfielder now. And he played midfielder in, uh, as a midfielder in the VFL last year. So at the moment, he's just competing with guns, but he's got great fantasy pedigree. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know they were big as a junior. He had some big numbers um, coming in and yeah um, it's, well, he's w- basically why he's caught my radar like a few years ago so I'm glad um, I'm glad he's actually getting a game now I'm not sure if it's just through the management of players that if he stays in but it's going to be interesting you say that though but uh, the resident cat supporter in our home league is quite high on his uh, you know midfield chops huge good mm. alright All right, sweet hopefully uh, yeah he can get a few a few more minutes in there as well and uh, you know not get stuck behind Dangerfield and your Selwoods and your Duncans and stuff like they're that they're old anyway man yeah hopefully they retire soon uh, Carl Amon, moving on to some Port players, Vomit. Um, 64, I guess, which was a BCV 80, so we can we can congratulate him on that. Uh, look, if he keeps this average up, 64, and so that, you know, brings him to an 80 next year, like, is he is he 2G4P as a midfielder at averaging 64? We talk about him every week, but he's 80% owned now, and I'm just sick of talking about him, so is he 2G? Not because he's just sick of talking about it. No, no, but we say, we say 80 and above, 80 and above average usually is a 2G4P, especially if they're 80% owned and you can't really get him in a lot of leagues. Yeah, but my question is, are you looking forward to keeping Carl Amon next year if you're an owner? He's he's one on the fringe. No, I'm not at all. But yes. he's so therefore he's keep he's keeper pot uh, keeper leg right. pod. I won't delete him. All right, right fine. Move on. Uh, Peter you can just stop talking about him. <laughs> you well, just don't yeah, have to talk could. about him. Yeah. You can no. selectively talk or talk about people on this podcast. No, you have to mention good scores. Credit where credit's due. That's what we're all about. Uh, Peter Laddams, uh, 56 points. Uh, he had a quieter game, I guess, but Port couldn't really get their hands on it, so neither could he because he gets his more of his points from uh, around the ground more so than his ruck work. Uh, Port do have a juicy run going forward, though. So Hawthorne, Sydney, North, Essendon. He should be all of those ruckmen around the ground at least because we don't have to really worry about hitouts with Laddams because he doesn't win them really anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's more about the around the ground scoring and ruckmen can go with him. And I think most of those are, are kind of lumbering, a bit slow. Who's rucking for Sydney at the moment? It's Sinclair, Sinclair, of course. Um, so, yeah, it might be, yeah, you know, Bell Chambers will struggle. Goldie will struggle. Like, Goldie will smash him in the hitouts, but we'll probably struggle to keep up with him around the ground. And we'll see how he goes against McAvoy and uh, Segler. But, yeah, should be fine. No Tommy Hawkins? Uh, it's 2G for 2G, this year, mate. Way 2G. Yeah, he was Fair 2G enough. last year. Um, <laughs> all right, North Melbourne versus Brisbane. This was mine again. And I only watched this. I put myself through this because I knew you guys would both be at the footy club. So, that's what, oh. I, that's what I do. for. And I didn't actually watch all of it. I only watched a half. <laughs> Sacrifices. <laughs> Uh, then I came and joined you at the footy club. Uh, Sean Atley, uh, 88 points. Good game. Almost a streamer type player, but oh, I'm happy to leave in the pool these days. I just thought I'd recognise his 88 points. Good job. Uh, Cam Zerha, 60 points. Like, looked to be, look, I don't know if this is a fact, actually. I need to check up on your CBA numbers here, Zanks. But he looked like he was playing a little more midfield, but I don't think he actually attended any um, CBAs. Or CBs, sorry. <laughs> um, but like he was he was doing things like where he'd be on the halfback line and he'd just see him bust through a pack and, you know, don't argue a guy. And if you playing up forward what are you doing back there so I don't know what his role actually was he did kick two goals up forward but he just seemed to be very high up on the ground and just the way he was busting through those packs and things like that and even the commentators were saying like let's see what this kid can actually do like now's the time to you know think about using him as a midfielder if you're if you're lacking some inside grunt so I reckon now's the time to invest in him like and just hold him and see how he goes the next few years because he does have the kind of chops to be one of those balls in the midfield what do you guys reckon I love the Zerha yeah I think he's like a yeah, like a Dugowie, Toby Green. They got that like like a really good Jake Stringer kind of thing. Like they got the power through there, like big, strong core, can go in the guts, pinch hit in there, kick goals. They know where they are. I think there's and, – and someone like him is always probably going to be a forward. You know, like even if you see someone like Jack Zebel, who's kind of a bit more relatable in their side, you know, Zebel always carries the, the DPP status. So I think he could be like a, the next, the next uh, follow-on from a Jack Zebel. 
All right, move on to some Brisbane players as I crack my uh, second kombucha for the night. Power through. That's an oh. addiction, man. No, because I've, I've just read two on a throw and I've just got the driest mouth, so now I need something to drink and I forgot my water bottle, so now I'm having more commie. Uh, Oscar McInerney, uh, 78 points. Uh, look, number one ruck, especially like he did have Eagles in the side, but he is like by far the number one ruck and I just don't think they play Eagles too much longer because I think that experiment is failing miserably. Uh, he beat Goldstein in the hitouts, which is pretty impressive. So mm. I talked about this last episode and we all had a chat about this, but he's definitely fantasy vibe. So if he's somehow still available, he's going to be number one ruck going forward. He's not going to be pretty. He's not going to be flashy, but he's going to be serviceable. He's going to do a job and rucks are hard to find. So just get on board. Uh, last one for Brisbane, uh, Ryan Lester. So 70 points um, playing across halfback. Took a few intercept marks and looked pretty fantasy friendly. He was playing on Hosey for most of the game, who is, I don't know, a bit, it was only his second game, so pretty inexperienced and he really didn't have much impact. So he was kind of getting the run over him. But he actually looked good. Like, he's been so unreliable in the past. But I think he's one of those players that we want to see a few more efforts like this before we even start thinking about him. But yeah, he pops up every now and then with a, with a good performance. And another one that just kind of passes the eye test when you look at him, you know, every now and then, but then a few weeks, then for a few weeks, he'll be unnoticeable and you won't actually see him. But uh, yeah, just thought he'd be one to take an eye at because uh, we'll take a look at because the 70 points on the weekend actually looked quite uh, fantasy relevant. All right, Zanks, you had a look at the uh, Melbourne versus Collingwood game. Cool bananas. So uh, first player is a player I have the understanding who's come back to the pod, uh, being Angus Brayshaw. Well, I brought him back and then I put him back. Like, I was, I said Talk about him, Zanks. I want to know cool. about him. So. This player has had two 100s in a row uh, and he has got his role back in the midfield. So he had 23 possessions, seven marks, four tackles and did have a sneaky goal. He's, uh, his scoring across all four quarters is pretty even with 32, 14, 26 and 28 across each quarter. Um, is he officially now 2GB4P again? Yeah. He is. He, he shouldn't have ever come back. We went one week too early on him, I reckon. We should have waited one more week and then he goes 2G. Now, 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 but is it all side dependent? Like uh, when, when they get their proper midfield back in, is, is poor Angus going to get sacrificed to the Wolves again? Who are they missing? Jack Viney, wasn't it? No, no Viney, he's back this Viney week. did play. Well, then yeah, who he was last week. then? No one really. No, I think they're back at the so full strength. properly back in that side. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't watch the game. So I'm just asking questions. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. He's, um, I reckon he's back. The difference is he's just playing back inside again and playing like big time on ground. Will it stay that way? That's, that's the, the worry case. Mm. That's the that's the question. But with the way they're performing at the moment, they're having a real crack at finals, Melbourne. Um, after his last two performances, I reckon I reckon you'd be mad not to play him there. Okay. Because like, you think all the fans would be saying, well, like, why isn't Brayshaw playing where he should be? Seemed so. like Sparrow was the one that uh, started to attend less set of bounces. Okay. Uh, he, he was probably the one that's been- The sacrifice. Yeah. For, even though Sparrow hasn't been a huge scorer, but he's been the one that's sort of been attending and, and driving it through there. Oh, I just remembered the, uh, the story from this game with Charlie Spargo. About his uh, first half. You haven't got him in your notes here, do you, Zane? No. Oh, damn. Well, he was on like 50 at half time and I was- uh, my <laughs> thing. so good. My thing in the chat, I always, if like one of my kids is carving up, I always ask, who's got this guy? So I was like, who's got Charlie Spargo? And then like, Zane's like, you are. And then he didn't score a point for the rest of the game. No, actually, I think he did, but he had a few free kicks again. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. We had one kick and then yeah. it was a free kick again. <laughs> yeah. So he actually added zero points to score after yeah. half time. <laughs> I was like, God damn. That was a genuine the, kiss of death. Absolute curse. Douche. Anyway. Keep going. Cool for, yeah. keep uh, going. Next question is Steve- sorry, Next player is Stephen May, who scored 72, uh, playing as a spare behind the ball, especially in the first half. He had 17 disposals and a great ratio, which is 14 kicks. Um, and really, the, the Ds tried to possess the footy, especially in the in that first half, which he was able to get his hands on a lot as they chipped and, and marked the ball around the back line as well. Um, he did sneak in for five marks and a couple of tackles as well, which is good. Uh, he is still taking some of the kick-ins uh, but, and sharing that with Salem at the moment. So as well, um, but if Melbourne are going to keep up that standard of footy, is he worth your last playing spot in defence? Uh, if he's playing predominantly up forward, um, I don't think so. No, because he no. probably won't be a defender next year. Stephen May. Sorry, I thought we were talking about Bailey Fritch. Sorry, <laughs> I've looked at the wrong doc. Uh, yes, he definitely is because he's taking all those kickouts as well. So yeah, he's he's scoring them. Big time, yeah. I think he's a great player. Like I, he, I was always quite hot on him only a couple of years ago, and then obviously last year had a bad year at Melbourne. He's come. He's obviously a bit fitter this year. Melbourne are playing a bit better footy. I think he's just that natural floater, and I think that they're going to be a solid side for the next couple of years when he's still in his hey, heyday and prime. And I think he's just going to be that that floater, that intercept marker, and it's just going to be gold. 
All right, no surprises who we're talking about next then on the show. Bailey Fritch. <laughs> okay, sorry. So he's had scores of 74, 73, and Shows 63 how much in, pri- in previous weeks. Thanks, so actually. bloody rude, isn't he? <laughs> Just pay attention. It's not hard. Uh, he had 14 disposals to go along with seven marks. He was the epitome of junk time uh, in this game where he scored 40 points in the last quarter uh, and kicking two of his goals uh, very late as well. So really got it right around the, the, the rush, rubbish bin. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you, Kays. Uh, at what stage does he become a keeper player um, if he was in your team? Mm-hmm. Can I answer that? When he stops playing, I'm um, up forward all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got an okay forward line, so, but I do. he would need to keep his DPP to be a, a keeper for me, I think. Agreed. I think that's the, that's the key to his... Uh, yeah, that's what it would interest me for him. If he was just a forward only, which he's probably going to be, um, yeah, I don't know if I... I think he's one of those guys you would delist on the hope that you could either get, get him back, back or he doesn't kind of kill you next year for doing that. Do you reckon his role could change for Melbourne, though? Do you think he could almost go to a wing or behind the ball? He, he does have exquisite skills. Yeah, but then they hired, they brought in Langdon for that reason this year. You know, I know Tomlinson hasn't had the best year, but, you know, he was another one they brought in for that reason. So, yeah, I, agree. I don't know. I just, I, I think that he's almost too valuable to their side to be that, that goal-kicking forward. So, I know we do love to think about the fantasy output all the time, but at the same time, I think for him, uh, I think he's too valuable for them up forward. Yeah, cool. Uh, next player is Robert uh, is Rupert Wills, sorry, who's the Keeper League cover, uh, cover athlete. Um, had another good game in the middle with a score of 50 for the Pies. Um, it was probably the most interesting part is obviously someone like Pendlebury had come back in um, and he was still able to keep his spot and r- rotate through the midfield as well. So stop looking at the scores. <laughs> sorry. Um, the, other, the other point is there what we, we talked about last week as well, which was... Um, his job security is significantly better than someone like Sire, who is probably the first mm. to go through that area as well. Um, he had 16 disposals with four tackles, but again, his uh, his old case where he only had five kicks. So still, again, probably uh, as a fantasy output, would really like to change up that rotation. Um, no doubt he'll be in the pool. Uh, sorry, he, no doubt he'll be another player that will be in the pool again next year, but yeah. uh, definitely a solid pickup. Yeah, I, the only thing I worry with him is um, just the... Time on ground factor, when that goes back up, he plays you know pretty similar to what he's actually doing now. So I don't know whether the scoring will be as good when you factor in the the, the full, full matches that we're going to go back to, that's all. So it probably won't jump up another 20%, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be quite similar to what he's playing this year, to be honest, because I don't know what it averages out to, but I think he's just still looking better because the games are shorter. That's just my yeah. thinking. But anyway, well, I do like Ripper Wheels. I've owned him like a few years ago and he was actually pretty serviceable. Good for an 80 every now and then, you, you know, last midfield spot. Yeah. Pretty happy with him. All, All right. right. Last player, John Noble uh, had a score of 63 on his way to his average, which has been 65 over the last five games. 19 disposals, three marks, couple of tackles uh, while rotating through defence. Uh, it was also great to see him sneak up forward and get around a goal. I love watching a defender kick a goal and run all the way back, giving the high flyers <laughs> yeah. down the ground, which is great. Yeah. Um, he is a, a, a solid last defender, p- a potential to play on your field um, with that type of um, with that type of scoring. He also has great job security as well. So he, he seems like the Pies really, really love him and is, he's, he's not likely to be going anywhere too quickly as well. He is 74% owned in ultimate footy at the moment. Um, Hef, do you see him as a keeper? Um, and if so... What do I need to do to get him out of your team? <laughs> do you want him, do you? No, no, just <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> I'll find a way to get him and then I'm trading to you. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it depends how many you keep, obviously. I, we keep 20 in the uh, the podcasters league and he's borderline for me. But the last few weeks, he's actually looked really good. So, he's probably someone I just haven't been paying heaps of attention to. I think he is. He's close to. He's close to keeper worthy if you're playing that kind of sixteen to twenty range, because um, he does look okay. And I think the job security does seem quite settled there. And with the way Collingwood have been performing as well, he's nowhere near the worst player for them as well. So he should be okay. Um, and the way he actually plays actually does produce some good fantasy scoring. So yeah, he's close. He's close yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, I did have one other shout out as well, which is for um, as as a flag as Tom Sparrow. So he's only averaging forty one at the moment. Um, sorry, he only had forty one, which is lower than his season average of fifty three. But if you're in a deeper keeper league, this kid 
you need in your team and, and he will be the future. He's only currently 25% owned in Ultimate Footy um, and the amount of time that the Ds are giving to him at the moment to rotate through that midfield. I know he, as we just spoke about before, he's probably been the one to pull back to help Brayshaw. How many CBAs are this game? Well, what was the number looking like before this, just roughly? You don't have to look it up on your spreadsheet, but are they are they up there with the? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was probably attending probably just over half. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, where he's dropped back to about a third for this game. Yep. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. So that explains why the drop is there. I yeah. think he's got definitely got some potential, Zanks. I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's just the fact that Melbourne want to get some time into him is a really good sign. So hopefully he develops. Agreed. If you can stash him, he, he's the guy that you want to try and grab off that wire wire and 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 throw in throw away the key. Apologies if we're sounding distracted. Uh, we're kind of still ch- refreshing our scores and ching up. I've just uh, had a look that Brandon Ellis only needs, uh, what, 22 uh, more points? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, 32 more points for me um, to actually win my league game this week. So, yeah, I'm getting around him. He's just jumped up out of nowhere. Some and problem when we record while there are <laughs> live football games on. <laughs> it's, uh, we can't do two things at once. It's hard. Uh, anyway, Fremantle versus Carlton. I had a look at this one. This was actually a pretty good game for, uh, I guess, the ending was very controversial, but the how close it was and how kind of Fremantle kicked away and then Carlton got back. It was uh, a quite exciting game to watch. Um, and also had the Cade Simpson Falcon, which was like my favourite thing. <laughs> Man who gets hit by football. I had to run to the uh, to Premier Pro and make a quick video at halftime <laughs> <laughs> before someone else did it because someone was going to do it. Uh, all right, James Aish, uh, 79 points, just playing his usual outside role. Um, 64.7 is his average this year as a defender. He's 91% owned. I'm sick of talking about him. Kays, 2G. Uh, definitely. Yeah, delete. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, hotting him at the start of the year and you called me crazy. A lot of people called me crazy. Everyone yeah. called you crazy. That's yeah. one of your genuine good calls. Thank you. Notch it up with the other two of them. It's good. Uh, <laughs> two of them that week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, Adam Chera, uh, 71 points. And what I f- thought was interesting was uh, lining up. He was lining up on the wing this week. So it was a bit of a different role in comparison to the inside Mitty um, was playing last uh, week. So he's still scoring okay. But just I thought that's interesting whether that's going to affect him too much because he did have 140. Five last week when he was well and truly inside. Five still played predominantly up forward, but had a bit more midfield time in that as well. So, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, Matt Tabernar had 60 points, kicked three goals. Look, he's working his way to 2G4 PKs because he's averaging 60 now. He needs to get it to 64. Man, he's a very, very good player. Oh, bloody oath. He just always pops up with goals. Yeah. And he's not, he's not, uh, I, I thought he was young, but he's actually like 28, he's isn't he? He's, <laughs> he's taken him a while to get yeah, to yeah. the quality that he's got to. But yeah, yeah I've always, I've, you know, ever since he was that. You know, basically top 10 average def- uh, average forward, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago. Like, definitely, he's a player. For sure. Uh, Reese Conker. So, he had 60 um, playing in defence. Uh, and um, we mention him all the time because he's a classic Keith League like, name. He's definitely not a sexy name, but he's very serviceable. He's a number one draft pick, man. No, no, very straight. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> uh, he's much better than Bailey Smith, who was still in the pool at that set. But anyway, anyway. We- <laughs> that Bailey Smith guy can't play for it. <laughs> Uh, Will Satterfield, he had 70 points, just playing on a wing. Um, another one that's just approaching 2G4P range, averaging 60 now. Does he have another level, though? Do you think he goes higher than th- what he's producing now? Setterfield? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just, I still can't buy into that. No, nah, I'm the same. I Just playing this outside role, I just don't see where the more points come from. Unless, you know, Carlton start absolutely dominating, which they might in the next few years, and he plays a big part in that. I don't know. I think recruitment's going to play a huge challenge for him next year as well. Yeah. He's probably almost the uh, first last out of that midfield. Uh, And if they could get a Brad Crouch or um – a couple of other different types of players <laughs> who, are on, guys. who are likely yeah, get some guys. <laughs> some other guys that are on free agency. Uh, will it be like Will Brody as well, who's probably looking for a new club and could push, could go in there as well? Everyone goes to Carlton when they can't get a game, so it's fine. Um, Jack Nunes is the last one. So, 66 points, and he's had back-to-back 66 as well as breaking a few Fremantle uh, Supporters' hearts on the weekend. Uh, he's averaging 61 from his last five, so he's definitely worth looking forward. Getting a decent run in the midfield, um, which is nice. Two, I didn't think that would be happening as much at Carlton, but it is, so it's good to see. And uh, how many people do you think, or how many people would have been uh, had Jack Nunes in their same game multi as an anytime goal kicker and just going off <laughs> at the end? <laughs> how sweet would that be? <laughs> that would actually be cool. Yeah, that's Imagine like, actually getting a big multi up on the last like, kick of the game. I don't punt, but that's the kind of shit is like why you punt. Yeah, <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on to your boy, Zanks, uh, the Crows. Uh, they played against West uh, Western Bulldogs. Yes, and I had the pleasure of watching this game, the most important game of the whole round. Ben Keyes uh, played in it. So. Ben Keyes, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> 
75 points for Benny Boy, 23 touches. He was one of two crows to break the 20-touch mark. That just shows how much of the heart and soul of this football club he is. I just don't know what more I need to say. He is basically the best player in that side. Um, Zang says a crow supporter. How do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> you know it's true, man. You no, can't even I mean, say it. Look, he's, he's, he's trying really hard. But Which is actually more than any of those other players oh, in their side. Look, he tries hard, man. Paul Seedsman doesn't want to be there. He was just fumbly, slow. But that's not his, so his role is to be on the outside and, and to he's run. On the outside but the, he's but not the problem is, is there's he's lots not of guys who aren't footy. that interested in being there this oh, year. Yeah, and and Ben Keyes wants to be there. And I think that's half that you got to pick these guys because you've got to reward the guys who actually want to play footy. Yeah, but it probably just says more about where the Crows are, that they have to pick him. Because any and he, you're he will, not on this. He will, he will come third on, in our I'm best and this, first. By the way, by but like, you're not actually on this train that he's the worst player at your club. He's not the worst. He will but be he, in the top def- three or four or five of your best he, and first. He, he will be, but that says where the crows are. He should not be playing. This is just a, a hatred campaign, and I'm not yeah. going to listen to you're it basically anymore. Saying Zanks that the crows aren't AFL standard, and that therefore keys isn't AFL. When, when was the last? When was the last time someone went winless in the season? That uh, says yeah. that says where they are. Yeah, they're, they're just not. You are good. correct. Yeah, It'd be helpful if your ruckman could actually tap it to your players. Oh, he's- he looks like a baby giraffe running around. <laughs> He's like, where's I'll, Bond? Where's Bond? Oh, there's right. Bailey Smith. Can we get back to some fantasy talk oh, now? Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about, uh, obviously, Ben Keyes is the greatest player the Crows have ever had. Uh, but uh, Miles Paholke, he had 63 points, 13 touches and five tackles. I thought he was probably one of the better contributors of the, the no names uh, for the, the Witches hats on the weekend. But look, he has had issues with injuries. Uh, I think it was their second pick a few years ago uh, and does look to have a bit of a fantasy game. He's only 13 percent owned and a forward so one to monitor and he's just a couple years ahead in development of like a chase jones and ned hendry so um maybe one if you're going to look at uh drafting in some crows players next year who are going to be a bit more ready to go i think but might be the one and i think you got the rest of the season to watch him because he'll be holding his spot because he was far from the worst and lastly for the crows i'm big on this kid harry schoenberg he had only had 34 touches uh 34 sorry fantasy points but uh, only 34 well, touches yeah. <laughs> but put him in your black book now he had 15 touches which was actually the sixth highest for the crows now a lot of them were handballs what i like about him is he's a great size he gets into great spots and his junior numbers were fantastic now he also gets the contested pill so six of his 15 touches were contested which is pretty damn good for an 18 year old kid in his third game of football in a team of blokes who don't want to be there so i think with a bit of support he'll be a, a genuine player and i reckon if he was in a, another side where there's a bit more midfield support they were winning and they were going up and about i reckon there'd be a lot more chat about harry schoenberg i don't get excited about many crows players mm. but i'm excited about this guy yeah he just looks like a brute yeah um, and he's he's a big fella yeah as dos says as well fat is potential in disguise so <laughs> <laughs> is that right Ish dos. <laughs> if he was playing at another club at the moment yeah he would be he would have support around him yeah. and he would look like uh, a couple of other Hefs boys that we're going to talk about, uh, especially one at Hawthorne. But Try to guess. He, he simply yeah. just does not have the support at the moment. No. And he, they get hung out to dry. But the effort is, is 100%. And yeah. he's in the right spots. If you watch the exactly. Crows work next week, yeah. he'll be there. He might not get the ball, but he'll be in the spot that you want the bloke to be. So yeah. big ticks for him. Uh, he's going places. I'm going to call it early. He's my boy. Uh, Aaron Norton had 86. Uh, he had seven kicks for six goals won. So just absolutely dominated the Crows. Uh, up forward there and really this is what he's capable of now he's actually playing a lot deeper than what he normally does I know he's coming back from injury and I know Josh Bruce is out of the side because of uh, poor form but I think as he continues to work back from injury uh, they've got Melbourne this week I reckon he could be right for the picking against the D's 30% owned I think you could probably sneak him into his side this year off the the wave of wire or definitely look to at least bring him in for next year for a boom because if he can keep fit he is one of the genuinely good key forwards of this competition Half you love your key forwards, keen or not. I just watched this game and I just thought of you, how happy you'd be watching. Yeah, I was so happy. Yeah, (laughs) I was so happy. I love that mullet he's got going. Yeah, he's he's a player. He's a genuine player. Uh, A bit of a nod of the cap to Easton Wood, 74 points from him. He absolutely feasted on the poor disposal from the Crows inside their forward line. He was taking hangers. Yeah, and they were just kicking it to him. (laughs) It was like Rolly O'Brien was putting down his throat. Uh, But look, he had 13 touches and seven marks on the weekend. He scores well, uh, obviously, when taking grabs. If you look at his uh, stats all this year, when he's basically 
actually had more than six uh, marks. His score's kind of been above 50. When it's not, it's not great. But look, if you're looking, if you can still pick up guys off the waiver wire and you are streaming uh, week to week, when you're playing a poor side, I think he might one you can bring in because if they're not kicking it, if they're not disposing the footy well into their forward line, he's one who's a prime target, especially while Crozier is out still, just to kind of come across, take some easy grabs and uh, get some kick marks. It's it's down to the midfield. So wherever the, the midfield is very uh, below par, those types of defenders are the ones where the ball doesn't come, it comes in a lot slower and he's mm-hmm. able to pick up off this, off the ball. So even if the the opposition aren't much chopped with regards to their scoring or potential for a, an actual AFL game, when they have a poor midfield, he's going to be able to to pick, a lot, pick off a lot of the footy. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, on to the last one. Now, he didn't play, but I just want to give a bit of a shout out <laughs> oh, good. because Tim English is apparently injured. We don't know. He might be touch and go. You know, they're, oh. that's a bit How shaky. How does that affect your finals? Uh, really it's not shaky. great for my finals chances <laughs> seeing as Luke Jackson is also out. But oh, no. what I'm hoping for, and no one's really talked about him, but Jordan Sweet should be coming in now. He's been the emergency for the last few weeks for the Dogs. Now, I think he's ready to go. I think they'd rather play him over Jackson uh, Trangover, especially oh, yeah. if um, Bruce is still playing for Melbourne. I think they're going to give Jordan Sweet the keys to the car. Now, last year in the VFL, he averaged nine touches, so completely different player to uh, um, Big English. He had he averaged 39 hitouts a game and 74 Dream Team points. So, if you need to sneak in someone into your side or you need some backup for, for um, English this year, don't be too worried because he notched up two tons last year, was building his scores up towards the end, and he had the fifth uh, averaged the fifth most hitouts in the VFL last year, so he can find the footy in the middle. I reckon he's ready to go if he does get the chance this week. No, no comment. Okay, no, no but thank yeah, you. I agree. Sorry, Hutchie's just come onto the chat. Uh, one of our footy club mates and he's just gone noons with a million exclamation marks and he's laughing about that. That's all. Yeah, noons is no good, mate. <laughs> um, all right, on to guys that are new. Good. It's the Essendon Football Club. Uh, they were shocking. Uh, only a few guys to talk about here because it was just a dark, dark day in the club's history. Uh, Cole Langford. He had seventy three. Points, uh, 18 touches and a sausage roll. Definitely one of his uh, best games and best seasons, I think, for a while. Uh, he's been very consistent this year. So he fell out of favour last year. Looks like he's lost a few kilos and looks super fit this year, looking good. Uh, he's had five games of 70 plus and his low has been a 48. So has a very good floor, which we do like. Uh, if you are a Kyle Langford owner, I think he's uh, put in a season that's going to be worthy of um, you know some rewards next year. So I'd be holding him for sure. I think there's still plenty of value in that kind of uh, mid half forward guy who can kick goals so um, very impressed by what I've seen from this year so if you are an owner I'd be recommending the hold now I've got the buy of the week it's Connor McKenna he he, he scored 73 points yesterday now the last couple of weeks the world's dumbest experiment <laughs> has happened and it's slowly fading he's slowly moving back down the ground now he had 17 touches uh, on the weekend he um is 63% owned. Now, last year, he was a 70 average defender. 63% owned. You would sneak into our waiver wire podcast, surely have. Now, I think he's a sneaky buyer because the experiment's failing. The Dons have to do something if they actually want to play finals this year. They've got to go back to normality, which means McKenna goes back, starts notching up those easy touches, and the scores will rise. So, he's one I think you should be having a look at because, uh, yeah, him as a forward just is not working. Speaking of um, speaking of dumb experiments, do you see when he tried to chip to himself? Yeah, over the top? and that needs to stop too. Just <laughs> yeah. kick it long, yeah, that, kick it long to buckets. It, that's six it, points he's missing there. From it a looks goal great when it kicks. comes off. Yeah, when he yeah, kicks it to himself and bouncing. Because yeah. you think he just Wink. wants to get on the news, like all the yeah. highlights. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, that's that's where we're at at the moment. That's where we're at. Tommy Cutler, he had sixty points. He looks quite lost out there, but it was probably his most encouraging game. I just think he's stuck because he's a genuine halfback flanker and the Dons obviously have so much talent back there with Ridley, Saad, etc. So he's just kind of floating around. Uh, 14 touches. He's at that 50 average. It's a bit of a hard to sell. So I think if you uh, kept the faith and kept in this year, I'd be worried. I don't know if you can keep him uh, heading into next year, but we will see. Uh, just look, monitor for the rest of the year, but I'm a bit worried about his position. Still on the bus? 
Oh, no, I dropped him off. Okay, yeah. kicked yeah. him off in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> that's, I'm just right. that's right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Um, Josh Battle, 91 points. Now, this is the game he's threatened all year. And boy, was it a good one. 18 touches, nine marks and a goal. Nice intercept mark from a horrible kick across goal from Essendon. And he slotted it with ease. He's playing back. He's playing forward. He's playing in the midfield. He's playing on the wing. He's literally playing everywhere. Now, uh, he had 300s last year, which people, might, people, uh, people may not... Uh, Realise he also should definitely have some forward status coming, and I reckon he'll go into 2021 BFDPP and will be as valuable as ever. He's just starting to get some confidence up. This kid can seriously play and he can score fantasy wise for sure. Just the fact that you can put him anywhere and even in the ruck as well, so they get a few hit outs too, he's yep. pretty handy. Yeah, he may be one of the AFL's most like. Multi, yeah. Generally could be. It could end up being like a West Off type, really. Like that solid 80 every year from yep. a guy like him. And it would be happy, happy days. In, in your prime, I mean. Now, how few like, oh, I'm talking about Nick Caulfield, 85 yes. points. He was one of his best games of the year too. He is classy AF and a lovely distributor down back. Now, he had 19 touches and 10 marks. I think he really took advantage of uh, Ben Patton not being down there. He got knocked out in the first kind of five minutes. And I think it kind of took Caulfield's game to the next level. Really owned that back line. Was a bit of a general back there. Now, for me, I don't think he's kind of got the midfield chops. I think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be a great yeah. backman for the whole of his career. Potentially even a Doherty, Doherty cool. type, I reckon. he is. Uh, he's a guy that can find it, uses it well. Oh, I am big raps on Nick Caulfield. What's great about, uh, I guess, St. Kilda, the way they're playing at the moment, is they are kind of they kind of bide their time with their attack. They don't panic. They don't rush out of uh, defense. And they chip around, and then they switch back, and they keep chipping. And they're not afraid to do that until they find the right option. Mm. And it just works so well for these defenders to just rack up a few junk touches here and there, yep. a few plus sixes, um, which is great for fantasy scoring. Mm. And just last, I do want to make a note on Ben Long. He had 39 points. Write him off. Has no fantasy game. Have you thought he was going to come and steal, you know, Ben Patton's points? My friend, you were wrong. No, uh, I thought he ben, was going to spend like 10-15 like off. Not all of them. Ben Long, no <laughs> good. No good. No right. good fantasy-wise. All right, let's move on to West Coast versus Hawthorne with Zanks. Yeah. So, uh, in a game that really flattered Hawthorne in the end with the scoreboard after West Coast really took their foot off the pedal, uh, first pres- first player sorry, is Tom Barras, who scored 81, uh, playing in defence, had 19 disposals with, again, a super juicy ratio of 14 kicks to five handballs. Uh, he really linked up well for the Eagles when they looked tra- to transition from defence into attack. Um, having a player like this who who picks up marks through the back line and then through transition can be golden, especially on the bigger oval at, at Optus Stadium. Um, I'm not sure how that will probably work when they get forced to go back to Queensland, uh, but he, he simply does was able to to get a lot of the footy as well. He got forward a bit at times as well, didn't he? He was set, yeah. up, set up a couple of goals too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, was sort of let off the chain simply because yeah. of the way that Hawthorne actually used the football going forward. Again, they were under pressure. They turned the ball over. And they kick it, kick down the line directly to to him and his partner in crime, yeah. and was able just to take the footy away. Nice. Uh, next player is John Rotham. Uh, Josh Rotham. Josh, sorry. Josh. <laughs> Johnny. Josh Rotham, John, who scored 66. Uh, another one of those players who was uh, linking up with Barras uh, throughout this game. He had 14 touches with 11 of them by foot. So, again, uh, a really good ratio for what we're looking for. Uh, he also took six marks. Um, def- he's... Definitely more of a role player for the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. Um, so job security for him is uh, is probably the biggest question yeah. um, that I would throw up there and definitely one to, to watch and, and wait. I, I'm not really sure if I would be jumping into the pool head first. Just the fact he's 195 centimetres, I think he is, and then he kind of came in to play a key role when uh, McGovern was out earlier in the year as yeah. well. That just worries me. Like today, like with McGovern on the side, he um, was actually you know freed up a little bit and took a lot of instant marks and looked pretty good like that. But yeah, I worry when he has to play a lockdown and some of his scoring kind of suggests that he does that a bit too. Mm. Yeah, Next guy. Next guy. Uh, next. Ne- ne- sorry, ne- next guy. You should see the look on yeah. his face as we're going to talk about Will Day. This guy is on my bus. He's driving the bloody thing. <laughs> he's driving it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's pushed you out of the driver's seat. No, I'm just sitting on the front seat oh, looking at him. Just, just smiling. <laughs> so he had 75 and, and another great game by uh, the young kid wearing the number 30. Um, he had a super sold last quarter as well. So basically when the, the Wiggles took the foot off the pedal, he was the one that really was able to take advantage of that. Um, he was playing on the wing. He had 16 disposals and eight marks along with a couple of tackles. Um, 
he he did have 75% uh, game time, so he looked like he was able to actually sort of extend his scoring through that area. He is 55% owned now in ultimate footy um, and looks to be an absolute dead set gun for the future. Um, question for you, Hef. Oh, um, as he's a... Pa- <laughs> I do want to talk we'll about stop drooling. <laughs> uh, as he's a player, as part of the the Hoover's squad, what will it take to sneak him out of your team in a trade? Not only is he part of the Hoofies, he's on my rookie list. So, if I, I think a few people know what we do with rookie lists, but basically we can keep um, if you, if the last six picks of your draft, you've got an opportunity to keep them for an extra year on top of your keepers. Essentially, that's how it works. Um, but anyway, so it's going to take a lot because I've got him basically free as a free swing for two years. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm not giving him up for much, to be honest. I would be wanting someone in like, you know, one of the better players in the competition for him. That's probably the only way I'd get rid of him. So, Picks or a player or player. I'd player. want because like, picks are kind of hard to trade now, league. So the way we do it. So yeah, I'd want a pretty good player to get him. But like I said, you're not. I'm not going to get that, and therefore you're not going to get him out of my side. So yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, last player is Jack Scrimscore, who scored seventy. Um, he's the typical Hawks left footer uh, who they love to have the whose hands <laughs> on the footy as he's they're coming out of the half flank. Mm-hmm. Half back flank. Yeah. 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 He had uh, 18 disposals with six marks um, and had his best score for the year. Uh, he's a 21-year-old uh, who's 28% owned in Ultimate Footy at the moment, a perfect player to go on there and stash at the moment. Sorry, I'm just looking at my Let's team score again. again. <laughs> Stop. Um, Ellis I, is coming in hot. <laughs> I am so hot on Jake Skimshaw now that um, – uh, what's his name's gone down? Sicily. Sicily. So the he's basically the perfect replacement for him. Yeah. Uh, is that what you were about to say? My next note was, oh, is, so given that James Sicily has unfortunately gone down mm-hmm. with what looked to now be confirmed as uh, uh, ACL, yes, uh, um, which is very sad for the sick dog, who does this open up a spot for case? Jack, whatever his middle name is, Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. Okay. Goat it, Scrimshaw. Is there any, anyone Jack? else that, or is he, is he just tailor-made <sighs> to fit there, even though- uh, Without looking at their score, Squad, uh, I think he just fits the mould in terms of he's a great intercept marker. He's that right height. Um, I just think he's perfect for it. I think he's genuinely perfect for him. Let me just have a look at their side. But, you know, no. I had a look through today and I couldn't actually see like a like-for-like like person to come in for, for Sicily. Like, could Tim O'Brien go back? I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, it was Ben Stratton's like getting old. Nah, nah. No. I, I just think he, he's I the think one. you've got enough runners coming out of their defence. Like, you yeah. don't have the kind of like the tall athletic kind of type that he is, but you've got enough runners coming out of defence that you just can slot Day and Scrimshaw in probably across those and, flanks and do a pretty similar And role. they will look for him every time they're coming out of defence just simply because he he has such a great kick and he's able to hit up both short and long targets. He's yeah. such a good distributor. So yeah. I think he's just that perfect perfect replacement. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got the Richmond versus Gold Coast game going on right now. I'm sorry. I'm pretty hot. I need Brandon Ellis to score 95 and he's on 81, but there's 15 minutes played. So how much about 10 time minutes to go. the games left? I don't know. We don't have the actual stream up, but there's about 10, probably about 10 minutes to go in terms of real time. 11% of the game to go. Okay. Yeah. Charlie so Koshis is about to turn up. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So is Jack Bowes, man. I think, oh. um, yeah, sweet. I think Cam's got him in his team. So. Jack Graham is back too. He had 73, he's got 73 points. That's not bad. Yeah. Fiorini on 24. Yeah, just having a look through. Wow, well, it's like Ben Case has like tripled his score this yeah. week. Yeah. Right. We're talking about guys that are 2G here. Uh, so Flanders? we shouldn't be talking about <laughs> keys. <laughs> All right. So let's just have a look through. Uh, so we've got Marlon Pickett, 68. He's actually backed up. What do you have, 25 or something last week? So he's backed that up. Still not anything fantasy relevant that we'd go by. Liam Baker's just racking up in defense this mm-hmm. year. He's, he'd be 2G. Will Power is one I'm still really liking. He's uh, putting together a nice season. I think next year could be his year. He's yeah, on 62. He on yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. And Rankin's actually picked up a little bit. He's only on 36, but he was on two at half time. So that's a decent second half to have a look at. Jake Arts is a bit of a disappointment. Only scoring 24 so far. He was big the last few weeks. Not as bad as Ben Ainsworth, 22. But uh, question, like, where are we at? Where, sorry, where are we at with Sydney Stack? He's on 45 points. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? And I don't think that has really changed. He's just not playing a role that's conducive. And I don't know if he's actually got the chops to be a decent fantasy scorer either. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, well, that kind of wraps up all the games and we'll move on. Uh, we'll just talk about the membership very quickly. Uh, if you want to sign up as a member, you get the Wave Wire podcast, the Breakout Tracker, projections, AFL fantasy scores and against. Uh, next year, we won't have any of the Sandful. Uh, sorry, we will have Sandful, Sandful, but there won't be any AFL players involved, but we'll have all the junior numbers from the state leagues except for the VFL. And the Guns well. were playing in the SANFL this year. Yeah, yeah I guess. Then. Super any, important. Any mature ages that kind of go up as well or any kids that are playing in the in the league sides as well will have their fantasy mm-hmm. scores next year. Um, yeah, so hopefully we do actually get a uh, underage cup or carnival or tournament or something later on that we can actually get some uh, things out. Uh, no gold members, uh, new gold members. They're starting to dry up. Season's finishing up, which is fair enough. No podcast reviews either. So if you've, if you've got a bit of spare time, you own an Apple device, jump on and give us a, a review. A five-star would be, be nice. Um, and yeah, that helps us just climb the ranks. All right. Uh, we'll jump straight into the listener questions. Moving on to the listener question, the segment where we uh, get on the Twitter and the Facebook and uh, take some input from our listeners and answer the questions on the podcast. So, at Dotty underscore 31 asks, uh, Luke McDonald, I know you've spoken about him last week, but thoughts on him as a serious keeper. I've been one of the lucky coaches to have him, but he never crossed my mind as a keeper. What do you guys think? I think you got to. I think he's Reese Shaw's boy. Uh, he's scoring well, and he's only twenty five. So um, the last kind of two two months, really, where he's just gone absolutely bananas. I think you got to back him in. I th- like, there's no reason to drop him at the moment. The biggest challenge is just when Cunnington comes back in, uh, which won't happen this year, but moving into next year. But a- again, especially as Kay said, if he's his, if he's his boy, he's. He's going to get that opportunity whenever it comes up. Yeah, I don't. I think Cunnington's going to fit him too much because I don't think he's, he's not really playing the midfield at the moment. He was a bit earlier in the year, but it's more running out of halfback. Do you know the thing I've got like a bit of PTSD about though? Do you remember when Aaron Mullet had that sweet year for North mm-hmm. and then just did nothing? He reminds me of that. Like I'm just hoping that doesn't happen because he played for North. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know why it's coming, but that's why I'm just having flashbacks of that happening, and I'm hoping it just. Oh, no, it just doesn't come to fruition. He had that first good rookie year. Yeah, so yeah. Like he he, was, and he was actually a good fantasy scorer playing this role as a junior too. Yeah. I know he's been an assistant for ages now, but if you go back to the prospectus, he did actually score quite well and he was kind of touted as a fantasy scorer early on. So mm. if, if he gets this role and it's really suited to fantasy scoring, it's kind of loose running out of defense. Yeah, I think he's worth a hold, definitely. Mm. Uh, needs a FURC. Uh, will Gus Brayshaw keep up his recent form? Yes, because they're winning, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon yep. he's going to keep it up. Um, at Kang Daddy, uh, with Sicily going down, who do you see getting a bigger chance down back for the Hawks? We talked about this before, but Jack mm-hmm. Scrimshaw was basically our boy, wasn't he? Unequivocally, it's Jack Scrimshaw. He fits the mould perfectly. He's got all the fantasy game. He's got the intercept game. It's an absolute get on board for me. He's going to come in for finals in my side this week, I think, I'm on the back of that. I wasn't got actually, to. I wasn't really considering that hardly, but uh, yeah. It will look, be now. Yeah. Um, at Henry Katz, uh, are there any low ownership players that will be primed for 2021? Looking to move a few on before people realise they can't make finals and start playing and, and taking players for next year. Thanks. You look at this this afternoon, didn't you? Yeah, it, we tried to have a look and see where Ultimate Footy's level of ownership was and going from about 50% down just to, to mention a few players and probably, again, more the, the keeper league style players rather than necessarily the, the guys that are going to be available later on as well. So LDU at 50%, uh, Will Day at 49 but, of course, after listening to this podcast- The whole world knows be, about him now. Yep, it'll be upwards of 90%. <laughs> uh, Noah Boulder was an interesting one simply because he probably, because of his back and possibly ruck status that he's going to hold going into next year. Uh, Lockie Ace, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Heath Shaw. Um, as the years go by, he's at 46%. And, of course, Tom Green with 39 You think he'd be fairly owned in a keeper league just because he wouldn't have gone pretty early this year. But still low ownership, you're right. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Tom Green, again, he'll, he'll be an absolute jet. So if you can find some way to, to stash him in a deep keeper league, you have to get around him. Uh, Hef's... That's uh, so Case's boy, uh, being Jack Scrimshaw. He's in my team, though. 28%. Yeah, but you, we can, oh, sh- you can share him. I just boy to try it's to get okay. trades out of him. You can share him. Um, Tom Sparrow. I don't trade anymore, Hef. You don't trade to me. You never. You never sent me one you're offer. you're so unreasonable. You haven't. Okay, like, oh, okay, this guy's gonna be, okay, I've looked at him in the boomer. Okay, boys. You're the worst person to trade back with. Back to your corners. I've traded heaps, corners. just not with you. Yeah, it's because you're unreasonable. No, I just don't actually... I just want the fair trade. Sorry, Andrew, continue your chat. Tom Sparrow at 14%. and like... 
that who again we as we sort of talked about earlier in the episode the other one is Trent Rivers at 17% uh the way he moves and the the way he uses the footy I think he will be an absolute jet and I have a feeling he'll probably play off the half back line a lot as well a little bit of a withered in style type of player yeah, um like definitely someone to to see if you can stash as well uh Jack Bile by tell, um, sorry, I've got that wrong <laughs> twice again, but that's okay. At nine percent, uh, and the bloke I have on my rookie list, which is seven at seven percent, is Tom DeConning. Uh, I can't believe you didn't mention him in the roundup of Carlton. I know he, he had, had another short school. He did. One thing I did look back at is is to have a look at one of Kayser's boys. Um, when he was first rucking, he had two scores in the thirties. Yeah, so. If he's able, it being Team English, obviously, um, if he's able to slowly develop on his body in another year of footy, I, I, I really think he'll be the one to, to take over at Carlton when Cruiser again hurts himself next year. Do you th- looking now, do you think Pitney is a bit more of a stopgap for De Koning? 100%. You reckon? It's simply why he wasn't worth trading in at the start of the year. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I see you justify Step. that one. Kayser, uh, do you have another one you want to add? Uh, no, no. Okay. So and uh, sorry, the last one was is oh. uh, Brody Camp oh, at ten percent. Sorry, I changed the color of the font there. <laughs> Confuse um, me. I know he, he hasn't played a game yet, um, and is still recovering from his knee injury from last year. Um, but given the 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 raps on him and and how much Carlton really pushed for him to get, I think he could be an absolute jet as well. Yeah, I like um, Trent Bianco as well. He'll be low ownership too. Yeah. But uh, good fantasy numbers as a junior. Bit of a little fella though, but he's been mentioned a bit in the podcast recently. So one to look out for next year. Um, okay, at MP Punchy, uh, picked up Mays off the waivers in a single season draft last week. Uh, thought it was an inspired move with a likely defense addition. Do I back him in to go well versus Hawks since defenders typically do or try another waiver pick? Um, you have to wait and see if he gets selected. I reckon he holds. I don't think Ken will drop him on the back of that. Just that one bad performance. I guess so I reckon we have one more crack before uh, Burton comes back and uh, there be, might be a few pushing for the spot in terms of uh, Lean It and uh, what's the other one I was thinking of there was another one there uh, Bonner. Burton Bonner and well, I already said Burton but yeah um, and Bonner was the other one that might be pushing for that spot but yeah when Burton does come back he might be out unless he has a good game this week so I reckon he'll get one more chance um, at Dingo Boyo asking uh, Cockatoo worth it or is he damaged goods it depends what the worth it is. If it's just to add off the waivers, it's not really going to hurt. Yeah, if worth it's keeping a trade, even. worth keeping even. No, he hasn't played this year, has he? Yeah, depends even, how deep your league rolls. But yeah, even our Geelong supporter in our league is right off him. Yeah, yeah, it's so, just his body's not right. I yeah, think Kay should read this next one. Yes, uh, at Blackson, hi lads, love your work. Has Doggies Williams become keeper worthy in the last five rounds, averaging 79 last five, which is 99 BCV, and ever improving? Only guaran- only 22 guaranteed back status. Thoughts in a 16 retained league? Well, you're the only one in here that's actually traded him recently, because mm. um, you got rid of him for Bryce Gibbs. I did, and it's t- <laughs> turned out really well. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. even know why. I don't even need, like, Bailey Williams. Like, look at my team, man. Like, I've got Josh Battle. I've got Callum Mills. I've got Cal- Christian Salem. I've got Jack Bowes. I don't even need <laughs> Bailey Williams, oh, man. God. Liam Duggan, one of the best defenders going around. I you're about to start crying then, because you no. realize what you've given I'll up. go into bat for you, Kays. A lot of those trades, while at the time they look putrid down the track- they are very much in your favour. Yeah. Bryce Gibbs down the track. It's not Bryce Gibbs and <laughs> Peanut. It was Dyson Heppel. I know. Absolute flog. Well, we don't know if he's going to return from his uh, ankle injury. He's missed a whole season. Never be the same no, again. Like Bailey Williams could get struck by lightning tomorrow. We just <laughs> don't know, man. <laughs> I hope okay. he doesn't, but like crazy shit happens, man. You yeah. secretly do. I do uh, not. At Trav014, uh, Gus Brayshaw, is he 2G4P? Yes. Well, yeah, we brought him back off the pot again this week. Uh, at DJ4, Brooks, um, any of these a chance to gain or keep forward DPP? So he's got the big O, Taconing, uh, Narkel, uh, Keys, uh, Bam Bam Kennedy. I'm assuming that's Matt Kennedy, but... You know, I thought Bam Bam because, you know, the Flintstones and then he does those little twinkle toes. So I got really confused whether it was Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he means Matt Kennedy because he's yeah. got forward center. Um, and Rowan Marshall as well. So um, um, if not, I'm really going to need some uh, forwards next season. So I had a look. Big O is a no. Um, De Koning, probably not. Uh, Keys, like... Last week he did play. If, if he plays with um, if he plays with uh, Segler, uh, Segler, if he plays with Pitney, um, he might keep it. But you know, he needs him to come back for injury first. A lot of the junior rucks they they still tend to give 
the dual status being Ruck and Ford at the same time as well, though. So yeah. they do be a uh, bit kinder. Yes. Keys, no, but I was thinking on the weekend he looked like he was playing a defence. If not, he was taking no, a lot of No, He's the number one fucking. He was taking a lot of marks across half back, so I wasn't really sure. He, he was could playing. be all no. positions. How many did he how many CBAs do you have on the weekend? Do you know? Do you want to look it up for me? Uh, things? Uh, had, I don't have that one yet. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think it was that many. Um, Matt Kennedy, uh, no, he's playing too much mid. And yep. Rowan Marshall is a chance, but I'm thinking probably not. D- yeah. Depends Doesn't how pass long. the pub test or whatever they're called. Yeah, not really because he, he's their better ruckman. But Paddy Ryder's still playing on the side, so they are rotating. So yeah. I just don't know how long he's spending in there. I don't know if those the, numbers. The biggest part that will hurt him is when Ryder was out. He obviously attended so many more centre mm. bounces being the sole ruck. So depends how much they, they want to wait towards that time or if they take how many more other games that Patrick has played with him as well. Yeah. Um, at... Tom W. Dickman, uh, I have Ebert wasting space on my bench. I don't plan on keeping him next year and I can't seem to gain any trade traction, but I'm an outside chance to make the finals. Do I throw him out or hold and hope he plays against this season? Uh, as I talked about earlier, if you are a chance for a flag... He's only you, out with a concussion. He had a two-week concussion yeah, thing. Yeah, so but he'll be like back. It, yeah, but was it's it two just weeks or was it two games? Well, which was in a week. Yeah, two games. So that's the worst thing about a concussion. Yeah. Like ben yeah. Patton this week's not going to play for another two games probably but you know that's just what it is but honestly if you're a chance for a flag you've got to hold him because as I said yeah. you just got to you got to be the best player in a day come this finals because people are going to be rested there's more injuries than ever mate anything could happen this final series you he's, need him in your side he's 100% but Port's best 22 he's a, got forward status and has runs through the midfield he's definitely you should be keeping him yep. um, Dashing David Stobie asks uh, question thoughts on Josh Rotham and his long term prospects so we had a look at him earlier in the pod but yeah he's had a couple of good weeks definitely um, yeah and we like we said before we just like to ensure um, he has a place in the side first and because he's in and out quite a bit he looks like he's um, got a bit of a fantasy game but given his size yeah he might play a bit of a key defensive role that basically sums up what we said earlier anyways boys that's a wrap finally uh, it's a long podcast again but we've been getting known for that these days so yeah what are you pointing at Tara? okay you're, yeah, you're really confusing we've been confusing each other all night we need to actually start focusing on the pod and not our fantasy teams and scores and games going on no in the more background. podcasting when there's live football on then you that's, two that's not happening because every it's on every night for the next uh, no, we've got some this. time there's some good breaks yep. coming up are you sure? I thought it was, yeah, no, I thought no, it was no, no. Next week, there's like three week, three uh, three days off. Then there's a Monday in between, oh, the Sunday, Tuesday. That's fantastic because uh, PGA 2K21 comes out on Friday and I want to find some time <laughs> to actually play it. So. You'll be able to play it. Plenty of time. Yeah, you've got sweet. three days. Or, well, there's a podcast night, so then you've got two days straight to play it. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. We'll find some time. All right. That uh, wraps it up. So uh, get around our socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at Keep League Pod there. Keen to sign up as a member and uh, you know have a look at the breakout tracker for the rest of the season. That might give you some good uh, ideas on who to pick up uh, off your waivers for next year. So have a look at that if you get a chance to um, as a member. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Thanks to Zanks. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. Thanks, guys. AFL Stats, mate. Get around yep. it. Yep, cool. And Kay, you got anything to add? Uh, Jack Bowes pulled out of 93 tonight, so <laughs> wearing my Jack Bowes badge with pride. Cool, man. All right, that uh, wraps it up. See you next week. Yes, whenever. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.